Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Passion Harvest, where we aim to inspire you to live a passionate life. My guest today is me, Louisa, International Passionate Ambassador, host of your show. I always promised myself I'd do episode 50 and I'm still blown away that we're already up to episode 50 and I'm so grateful to you for listening to me now and making me a part of whatever you are doing, whether you're going for a walk or you're listening at work or running or listening to me as you're driving in the car. Thank you. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Ah, it's so much easier. I thought to myself interviewing other people. I'm so honored and grateful that Passion Harvest speaks with so many incredible people across the globe. And I can kind of hide behind that. I've got lots of questions to always ask them. I always much prefer to be the interviewer. It's so much easier, but um, today it's just me, myself and I, and I wanted to take this opportunity to reflect on 2019 as we move into 2020, only a few days away. I literally can't believe it. I'm so excited. I know it's going to be a great year. So I have to say 2019 has been probably the best year of my life. And reflecting on it, I've had a lot of conflict and a lot of contrast, but wow, have I grown so much. It's kind of unbelievable and I'm so grateful for it. There's a couple of things I'd like to discuss today, passion harvest and, you know, following your passions. It, it's just incredible. I'm still, I'm saying it again. I'm blown away by how successful passion harvest has been. The new website that's coming, my incredible guests on the show. What's happened to me this year? A couple of big things about worthiness. So I've realized that for a long time, I thought i potentially wasn't worthy. And I'm digressing because I'm talking about the points now. I just want to talk about moving through fear. What is passion? The major changes that have occurred in my life, significant milestones this year. And I finished my novel. So I'm going to read you a chapter. So stay to the end and I can't wait to read it to you. It really summarizes this year for me. And I've kind of learned to fly. If you want to put it in a kind of metaphorical sense, I'm learning to fly and it's awesome. So, oh, also I want to say, please subscribe. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram at Passion Harvest, Facebook at Passion Harvest or YouTube at Passion Harvest. Passion Harvest is my passion. I woke up uh, January morning this year, 2019 and I knew I really, really wanted to do a podcast. So I had two interviewees and I'm so grateful to you. (laughs) Thank you so much for trusting in me. I had no idea how I was going to do the podcast. I had no idea how to upload it to Apple. And I adopted the passion principle, which is just do it. 
and I taught myself and I pressed upload on that upload button and literally probably didn't breathe for a few minutes. Well, wouldn't be a few minutes because I'd be dead, but <laughs> I did it and I just love it. I'm so passionate about it. YouTube's really popular as well. So this is why if you're watching YouTube, you can see me. <laughs> um, the website's almost ready. I know I keep saying that. Websites do take a little bit longer than expected. And I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I think I've always said, and that's moving through few, which I'm going to talk about later, but I'd love an Excel spreadsheet of the rest of my life. That's never going to happen and I'm never going to have curly hair. So I embrace the future, the unknown future, knowing that everything's going to work out for me. So the website's awesome. It's almost there probably a week or two away. We've got a lot of incredible free offerings for you to start your passionate journey. I'm also selling passion mists, which are energetic mist sprays. And I'll tell you about that probably in another episode, but they're really exciting. They're called passion, one's passion, one's clarity and one's shine. And what you do is you spray the mist. There's an affirmation and I recommend you do it for 30 days because I believe if you keep up a habit for 30 days, it does change your life. I'm also offering passion mentoring and I can't wait. That will be on the website and a couple of mini passion courses. So that's another really, really exciting thing. The guests on the show have been incredible. They've blown me away and I can't believe I get to speak to such amazing, inspiring, passionate, mind-blowing people. And I'm not going to name all of them because I can't <laughs> in this episode. From Marina Jacoby to life is a hologram to David Ditchfield life after death. There's so many, I can't even name you all. So I love you all. And thank you. I'm so grateful for all of you being on the show. If you happen to be listening, thank you so much and stay tuned because I'm already booked out till end of April for guests. And we have the most amazing, incredible guests coming up for 2020. It's so exciting. <laughs> so that's kind of a little summary of passion harvest and I guess it's, it's all about passion and um, passion is your soul connecting with you. Passion is your spirit guides giving you those little breadcrumbs on the path. Passion is your universe supporting you, hinting to you. It's those little whispers that you listen to. And I promise you, trust me, when you follow your passion, and it doesn't have to be a giant leap straight away. It can start small, passion starts small, but it's about finding joy. The purpose of life is joy. And if you follow what makes you feel good, it only gets better. I think of it like sometimes like a train and I kind of hear in my head like the train track. So the happier you are, the happier we're going to get. And I talk about moments of now as well. So if my moment of now is happy, I know the next moment of now is going to be happy. Also, guess what? You can fake it till you make it. And that's kind of an awesome thing as well. So I really want to encourage you for 2019, as we come to a close of this year, to get really clear on your passions. I always say it's pretty hard to hit a target if you can't see the bullseye. The universe can't support you. Write down your passions. Be really clear on them. Get clear on what it is that excites you, what it is that brings you joy, what it is that you could do for hours and lose track of time. And start doing them. Why wait? Don't wait for tomorrows or yesterdays or futures. Start now. 
you don't find your passion. Passion finds you. Your passion was always there. You're just remembering. And I really hope I can inspire you to live a life of your dreams because guess what? The life that you want is far greater than the life you are living now. And you can have it too. You can. It's about learning to fly. <laughs> I've had major, major changes in my life this year. It has been a doozy, a big one, I have to tell you. So really important to me to connect with myself more, to become more spiritual. And I, I, that, that term is very coined and I don't necessarily love the term, but I knew there was more than the life I was living. I woke up one morning this year. These are the, my milestones. I woke up one morning feeling unworthy as I did many a time. And you might think, oh, how could, you know, how could Louisa think that? But it was true. And I got out my journal and I wrote in big, bold letters, I am worthy. And I think I've said it to myself off and on, probably every day for the last six months. And I realized I'm frigging worthy. And it was such an important lesson to me. Whatever I do is right. And I know that now because I'm on the right path and I'm mindful of the breadcrumbs. I'm mindful of the whispers and I love myself. And that's been a major milestone as well. Learning to love myself and not just, you know, my physical appearance or looking in the mirror naked when people talk about loving yourself, but it's loving all of yourself, loving you when you make a mistake. And we all do. Well, technically it couldn't be a mistake, but we won't digress there, but loving your spirit, loving your quirkiness, loving your wrinkles, loving the greater energetic vibration that you are, trusting yourself. And this has been another really, really big one for me. I now believe I can't possibly think anything if it's not real. So anything I think is real. So I trust everything. And that goes down to my channeling, which I've started channeling this year. And I think I'm going to do some channeling for you in 2020. I think I've been guided to do that, but so stay tuned. And again, with the channeling or connecting with spirit guides, it's about trusting yourself. And that's what the guests on the show have really taught me. They own themselves, they love themselves, and they don't care what other people think. They trust that what they're doing and what they're thinking and what they're feeling and what they're bringing through is right and true. So I would encourage you to trust yourself, love yourself, love every part of yourself. Even if you make a mistake, even if you say something wrong, love yourself. And really important, the greatest words you can hear in the universe are the words you say to yourself. So if you don't want to be weird and maybe if you're at work or something or someone's looking at you, I would encourage you to say, I love me. I love me. I love me. You can say it to yourself in your head, but when you say that, you're activating all the cells in your body. I can feel, you can feel your cells aligning with you. Be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I really encourage you to love yourself. Another major milestone for me this year has been fear. I realized that I have or had been living in fear for about 20 years. I think my greatest fear, or perhaps I kind of know it was, was 
being poor and that's never going to happen. And fear stands for false evidence appearing real. I'll say that again, false evidence appearing real. It's as if I thought for years and years that my future could potentially be worse than my present, than my now. It was so irrational. And now I believe it not to be true because I know the universe is supporting me and my future is only going to get better. And I'm so excited about it. Aside from my great learnings this year and my great spiritual awakenings, I have seen past lives. I have seen future lives. And I'm really, really excited about the direction that this reality that I'm living is heading in. So fear, yeah. I So <laughs> my channeling teacher, who I haven't seen for a while, she's not a psychologist, but we were working through my fear and she said, what are you so fearful of? This is the beginning of this year. And I said, I'm really fearful of if I leave my husband, I'm going to be poor. And she said, well, is that, could that happen? And I said, I don't know. I guess it could. And she said, and if it did, what, you know, how would that affect you? Well, you know, there's obvious answers. You know, we live in a world with currency and money and I'd kind of like to feed my children. <laughs> But we work through it. And she said, why are you thinking these things? Do you not believe in the law of attraction? I said, absolutely. She said, well, why do you keep thinking that your future is going to be worse? Why are you creating this? And I thought about it for many a time and worked on my fears and worked on my irrational fears, my false evidence that I believe to be true. And then I think it was probably about May, I went back to see her and she said to me, how's your fear? And I thought, oh my God, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm absolutely not afraid. It was the most liberating, most wonderful, most exciting experience I've ever had. And I can't tell you, and we talk about, you know, a weight coming off your shoulders. It was amazing. I'm not fearful. I'm not controlled anymore. And that's okay because I know I'm going to be okay. It's easy to say, but I would encourage you to remember that fear is false evidence appearing real. So the major changes is I'm leaving my husband of 20 years, which is a good thing, which is really a freedom for me. And I'm not fearful of it anymore. In fact, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for Louisa, the becoming of Louisa. And this is all part of my journey. Subsequently, I'm selling my house of 19 years, which is a big thing, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the unknown. I'm ready to move forward and I'm ready to embrace the not knowing because I know everything is going to be okay. Another major thing is my novel. I finished my novel. Yay. It's called The Third Eye, The Third Letter letter I. If you're a literary agent out there, please contact me. <laughs> but it's freaking awesome. I started it six years ago. It was based on our house. Um, left it for five years and I took three months off this year and worked full time on it. And I finished it. I'm so excited. It's about three women in parallel realities and different periods in time who heal between worlds so they're connected by a song and a treasure and when one of the women goes through certain experiences it heals the second or the third person in their 
present reality. And it is a historical fiction, but it has, in fact, a novel, a deep spiritual novel that actually activates the reader in the guise of a historical fiction. And I thought I'd read you a chapter which really summarizes my year. So here we go. It's called Chapter 53, The Dream. And um, I have a quote at the top of each chapter. And this one is, this, if someone can think it, it must be true. I forgot to mention that the three women are actually me. <laughs> and the three women are all the same person, living different lives. In multi-universes, so here we go. Madeline had an incredibly realistic and rather profound yet disturbing dream. She was in a small cage at the top of a cliff. She could not look behind her and the only way forward was to jump. How did she get here and why did she stay? She kept asking herself over and over. How did you get to such a place? Why do you stay? She knew she had been here for a very long time. It was terrifying where things unseen pull at our imaginations and make us shut our eyes to the beauty around us. The scenery around her was incredibly beautiful, virgin forest as far as the eye could see. She looked around her and the bars were her sanctuary, her safe place. She knew that she could stay there and live for many years. She was alone, so very alone. She drank from the rain and ate the small insects that ventured into her cave. She was accustomed to this life and even though she could not stand upright in the cage, the bars were wide enough so that when she lay down on the hard earth, she could stretch her legs through the, bar, through the bars to relieve her aching body. Madeline wept at this vision of herself, but it was so very real. Baal rose up in her throat and something heavy and suffocating was pulling at her neck. She looked down at this weight pulling at her and felt a thick, large chain with a key attached. It was the key to the cage. Was there a shop that makes keys, keys that open human doors, keys that lead to rooms of the soul? She dared not remove the chain and leave it on the cave floor in case it perilously fell off the cliff. And without the key, she would have no choice but to remain there for the end of her days, so she kept the key around her neck. And she realized that she was her own jailer. She screamed, but no sound came and no one heard her. She tugged at her matted hair and no one saw. She banged on the bars so hard that her knuckles began to bleed and she drank from the blood thirsty from all her silent screams. It smelt of rain. Her senses were acute. The wind picked up and the rain beat down hard on her skin as if washing away the years of hiding and the years of doubt, and the years of surviving, and the years of fear, the fear not to go forward. She was frozen. She called out again, I am ready to live. I'm ready to surrender. I'm ready to die for my freedom. I will no longer just survive. A voice answered her, if you trust that you can fly, you will. Who are you? She asked. We are you. We are your guides, came the reply, and they continued to speak. Let it go, Madeline. We want your heart to be free, free of pain, free of suffering and free to find the light again when the time is right. Your heart has gone through many a battle and many a times it has fought and lost, just as many a times it has fought and won. What we must uncover is the reason your heart feels the need to be loved by one who has hurt you. 
What we ask of you is that you release him so that we may help you find the love of a loving man who is your equal and who cherishes the woman you are and who you will be. There is this man for you, but first you must grieve for this loss and release all of the pain and trauma he has caused. This does not need to be in violence for such pain and trauma to have been caused. It can be the simple act of making you invisible. You deserve to be seen, Madeline, in all of your beauty, glory and strength. While you have felt like a wounded animal, wounds do not last forever. And the strength you have had to carry you to this place should be celebrated. You should be celebrated, Madeline, as you have fought long and hard. But now is the time to let go of this man. Release yourself from him and allow us to make space in your heart for someone else and something new. You are deserving of this as are all of us. We come to this earth to walk these paths to find our purpose. And the love we find is our reward. Your reward is still coming, Madeline. Believe that we will provide for you. Why have you left me here so long? Why do I only hear you now? She screamed. We have never left you and you never asked for us, but we will always be with you, always. Help me to leave this cage. Help me, Madeline, cried out. Her hands were shaking now, her body weak and depleted. She lifted the key and slowly opened the cage. She was not scared anymore. She had made her decision. No longer would she endure the habitual safety. She knew there was so much more for her. Madeline was sobbing, great heaving sobs, releasing all the fear and guilt and doubt. A tsunami of grief overwhelmed her. First her toe touched the outside of the cage. There was little room to stand on, the edge of the cliff, just a few centimetres of dirt that Madeline, in her years of imprisonment, had drawn in with her fingers and made games to pass the endless hours. She stood tall for a moment, sadness crept over her, and she was scared again of what was to come. Her legs almost gave away, but the bars supported her, she held on. The sounds of her heart pumping, beating, and the concentration required to fight the rising panic and a desire to turn back was almost too much for her experience in one energetic moment. She lifted the chain from around her neck and threw it off the cliff. The dizzying heights were so endless that she could not see it touch the earth below. She was angry now that she had wasted so many years she had allowed this. She was her own jailer. Why? She heard a whisper to her question, fear. Fear the destroyer of dreams, Madeline understood. Hold my hand and we will fly together, the voice said. Madeline closed her eyes and stood for a moment. She said goodbye to the old version of herself. She said goodbye to the past, knowing that what she had seen could never be unseen. The rain continued to fall. She now was calm and still and she was not cold, but reinvigorated. She was not shaking. She was at peace. The rain felt so different outside of the cage and the light looked so different from her place of freedom and she closed her eyes and she jumped. Thank you for listening to that chapter. I hope you enjoyed it. What an incredible 2019 it's been for me. Oh, also, aside from falling in love with myself, I met someone for one day and I haven't seen them since, and I completely fell in love with them. Utterly head over heels in love with them. And <clears throat> I'm different now. I'm different. I observed my feelings from an outside perspective, and I watched my heart 
and my ribs being ripped apart and my heart falling to the floor and I was too weary to pick it up. But at the same time, my chest and my heart was ripped wide open. An incredible amount of light came in and I thought of the poets or the famous painters or the famous composers that do, or singers, even today's singers that do such incredible creations in times of great emotions, so great love, great sorrow. And it was a pretty intense, interesting time for me. And I asked myself the question, and I don't know who wrote it, but I'm sure someone's going to tell me, is it better to have loved than and to lost than never to have loved at all? And I would have to say unequivocally, absolutely, yes. It was a beautiful experience. Uh, that was kind of a nice way to end this year as well. So I would encourage you, please get clear on your passions, get clear on your, what you want for 2020 and think about what you're not going to take through to the new year, what you do not want as well. But focus on your wants, focus on your desires, focus on what makes you feel good. The purpose of your life is joy and you deserve to live the life of your dreams. Have a safe new year and take care of your family, take care of yourself most importantly, do what feels right for you, trust your intuition, trust yourself, love yourself more and more every day. Bye for now. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion as always. Every day, may you be more and more passionate.